If you are online at all, I'm sure you've heard the news by now that Tim Keller has entered hospice care. Perhaps by the time I'm able to get this short podcast out, uh, he will have passed away. But I wanted to take a, a few minutes just on my own to offer some reflections on the life and legacy of Tim Keller, particularly as it relates to church planting. In many ways, I am one of Tim Keller's spiritual sons and grandsons. Uh, I I was first a campus minister and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, You know, kind of stressed out about campus ministry for various reasons. And I was thinking about church planting and I didn't know exactly where to land. I was kind of theologically, denominationally homeless. And I remember wanting to go into the PCA partially because it was kind of where I was headed theologically but more than that, Tim Keller, among, among others, re- really represented a, a view of the gospel and a view of the city that was immensely attractive to me. The way that he preached, the way that he led, the way that he talked about the city, the way he talked about the cross and sin and humanity and, and just so many things uh, was immensely attractive And so I'm in the PCA because I agree with the Westminster Confession of Faith and I find the Book of Church Order to be a reasonable way of organizing church government. All those things are true. Uh, But I was pulled more into the PCA than pushed into it for some other reason. And it was largely through the influence of Tim Keller and then eventually Dan McDonald, uh, who's a pastor in Toronto. And I'm immensely thankful for that. I don't know that there's been another theologian, another pastor that... uh, that has been as influential in my life as Tim Keller and being part of his denomination, seeing him at at some meetings now and then never having spoken to him in real life, but knowing him kind of afar has been, has been very helpful. And the news of his maybe soon to be passing, uh, is very sad and I'm not exactly sure kind of how to process it and do with it. And so I thought I want to offer all of you just a, a number of things that I think he's really contributed to the world of church planting And the first thing that stands out is something that he's gotten critiqued for in recent years, but what I would call his winsomeness or his gentleness. The tone with which he approached pastoral ministry, church planting, preaching, uh, all these things was, was, was quite amazing. He was appreciated by so many different kinds of people that it's hard to imagine anyone else in, in the current climate, anyone else coming along and being appreciated in the same ways. If, if you're on Twitter or other social media, to see some of the outpourings of, of appreciation for his ministry from very random corners of the internet and people who I know I have theological dis- disagreements with, I know it's not universal. There are some people who, who don't like him for various reasons, but um, the way that he was able to, to speak to and attract a wide audience an, an incredibly wide audience considering the, the denomination that we're a part of uh, was quite amazing. And related to that, uh, listening to some of the ways he responded after 9-11, uh, how he spoke, um, uh, how, he, how he preached in those weeks, how he talked to people who were, who were suffering, his manner, the manner with which he went about church planting is something that I, I really want to emulate. I, I don't think we have to be harsh. I don't, I, maybe there's a time to be, to be confrontational, to call things out, but um, Tim Keller had a way of speaking the truth, of preaching the Bible, preaching the very difficult parts of the Bible, and yet still being appreciated and still being yeah, winsome, for lack of a better word. Another thing I appreciated about Tim Keller 
uh, is how much time and effort he he put into writing out his ministry model, writing out the way he went about planting a church. Uh, his church planting manual published out of Redeemer. I know other people have contributed to it and edited it over the years, um, but that's been invaluable to many of us as we went about planting. I mean, not everything stays relevant year after year, but the fact that he has a manual that he published it uh, with, with different exercises, different things was immensely helpful. Uh, him and, and others starting a church planting network that was quite broad in its focus uh, with an interest in planting in global cities. Uh, I don't think that can be underestimated. Um, the, the things he wrote about in Center Church, uh, which aren't necessarily directly related to church planting. Some are. Some are just kind of generic church ministry. But I'll, I'll never forget reading about you know, the five fronts of ministry in the city. Um, just you know what he called the middleware. Um, trying to figure out how to navigate away from theological commitments to kind of like practical things. Like how, how, do, how do you get from, from the base theological equipments to, to practical church ministry was just incredibly helpful, incredibly helpful. And there's no one else who was writing like that, thinking like that at that time, at least no one else that I was aware of. And how much time and effort he put into church planting long after uh, he had you know, successfully planted and his church had become you know, large and a mega church or whatever. Um, I just really appreciate that. It's a, it's a gift to the church. It's a gift to, to those of us, not so young anymore, but those of us who were younger trying to figure this whole thing out. And because he was in New York City, the way that he wrote and thought about culture and where we were kind of at in Christendom, in, in Christianity in the West, uh, was immensely helpful. It felt like he was a person who understood my context, who understood what was going on. And I mean, all of his writing was helpful. Uh, I feel like there was always an eye to... Um, to people who are struggling with certain doctrines or people who are wrestling with it, it just felt like he was in touch, even to the very end, with with our particular cultural moment. Um, I mean, there's lots more to say about his writing. I'm sure smarter people than me will will write about what he wrote about. Um, but I w- I'm immensely thankful for all the things he wrote and got down about church planting. Another thing I appreciated was how he handled retirement. I mean, by all standards or nearly all standards, he was immensely successful as a church planter and as a pastor. And yet the way that he kind of stepped down uh, when he could, I'm sure could have kept pastoring. I'm sure that many people would have preferred him to keep pastoring. I don't know any of the ins or what was happening on the inside at Redeemer, uh, but I felt like he handled retirement very graciously. And the humility it takes to to break up Redeemer, you know, into to four separate churches, I believe. I think it takes I think it takes a lot of humility to sort of not to tear down the institution he built, but to recognize that it can't continue in its current form. And you see lots of churches struggle after the founder leaves. And again, I don't know all the ins and outs of how all those churches are doing in New York, but I do appreciate that he he tried to leave in a way that was good for the church, in a way that empowered younger leaders, in a way that was sustainable and as a church planter who at some day and a pastor now who at some point will I'll have to leave my church, whether by death or by retirement or just moving on to a different call. Um, the way that he handled that is, is a boon to, to those of us who are younger. It's a model to look to. It's an example to follow. And uh, I really appreciated that. And the final thing that stood out and this is a very personal thing for me, but the very first book I remember reading by him was Prodigal God. And it was just, it's a, it's a short book. I wish he had written more <laughs> of, the, of that length, to be honest, but it's a short book. 
and it's an explanation um, of of the prodigal son, the parable of the two the two sons, as he liked to call it, and the way that he talked about older brothers in that book was it it, it was life changing. It may be the one of the the three or four most important books of my life because the way that he was able to articulate the brother who stayed that or the son who stayed and who, who never ran away and yet was using God, using the father for his own ends. I mean, it, it struck me because that's, that's really who I was a kid who never, never went too far, was never very rebellious on the outside, but who had many difficulties and, and many doubts and many questions and many things I was trying to get from God. Um, and, and as I've ended up in, in the PCA and kind of a reformed camp, um, our denomination, our churches are filled with older brothers, elder brothers. And the articulation of that has been so, so helpful in my own heart, in my own preaching, in my own church to recognize there's more than one kind of being lost, more than one way to be lost and that elder brothers need to come in at the end as well. I'm, I'm just so appreciative to that. I'd never heard that before. I'm sure there were other people in other places teaching that and preaching that, but um, I'm immensely grateful for that writing. So this is my short reflection on Tim Keller. I'm going to miss him greatly. If it, The world will feel weird without him. I wish he had written more in the end. I'm sure he still had things to say. I'm sure he still had books that, that could have come out. Um, I'm not sure who will step into that void to kind of give pastoral care and wisdom and advice in church planting and beyond. Um, so I'm just going to miss him. And I'll be praying for his family, for Kathy and Michael and, and his other sons, uh, for the Redeemer church family, for our denomination. Um, we're going to miss him greatly. And I look forward to seeing him at the great feast at the end of the ages. We'll talk to you later.